professional. Try. Sometimes prof- I try. You're a pro now. Like, Since I was here two and a half, three years ago. Is that how long it was? It's been a really long time. We were talking about that too, and it was like a year for us, right? You a year and change? a half. Because the last time I was here, I was transitioning still. I think it was about two years. Because it sh- might have been two years for me too. Yeah, because when I was talking. I was on OnlyFans at the time, and that was like the context of our episode was me talking about doing sex work, and that was like a while ago. So yeah, mine was two years ago because uh, I was still transitioning when I turned twenty one, and I'm about to turn twenty three. So are you done transitioning? That's not yeah, no, happening. I'm not. I'm not transitioning anymore. I stopped hormones and stuff. I took mushrooms and realized this isn't my destiny. How often does that happen? People take mushrooms and then their whole life changes. I feel like more frequently than not. Right? (laughs) I feel like when people take shrooms, it's like, that's, that's it. I don't know. I feel like most people's shrooms experience are like, their whole world changes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Walk me through that. Cause that kind of blew my mind a little bit. So you weren't, you're, you're a guy. You're, how do you identify? First of all, can I ask, are we filming right now? Yeah, we're going right now. Okay. Lit. Um, so. Do you want to do the headphones? And, I mean, like, no, no, no. Oh, it's okay. Fine. Um, let have to like talk this close. <laughs> I don't know yeah, if that's too but, much. Uh, in regards to my transition, I mean, gender is a spectrum. First of all, um, it's fluid. People like everybody every day, um, or many people every day have those thoughts of like, oh, am I this? Am I that? Or actually, like, de- like do definite fluctuations, like. Today, I'm identifying as this. Today, I'm identifying as that. Um, So want to get that out of the way first. Um, But for me personally, my experience was I was very confused with my gender identity and things like that for quite a while. And then um, I went to um, Nature's Medicine Part 2, the remix, which is mushrooms. And that that helped me pretty good. Yeah, that helped me figure figure things out what what did that look like for you figuring that out so you're like doing mushrooms look like looks a lot like of colors. a lot That's of colors standard. yeah <laughs> um yeah but no um for me it was more like afterwards my kind of like way of thinking about things like just kind of changed you know um that's a pretty crazy realization to go through because last time we talked a year ago and change i mean it seemed like you were pretty hard set on yeah this is I finally feel like I am who I am in some regard, you know, like, yeah, it's not or that funny. was the impression that I got was like, oh, Isn't okay. that's so funny. Yeah. I love that though. <laughs> like just I switching it up. Though. Never let them know what you're going to do next. Keep them guessing. Yeah. It's a good way to do it. Exactly. This that's is going to be funny. a funny episode. Today. <laughs> I hope you know Keep that. Keep them guessing. <laughs> when I'm here, when I'm anywhere with my people, I'm like, Comedian mode. Let's go. Let's I like do it. That. It is makes for funny. a good podcast. Most yes. of the time, if I'm like really hyper focused on something, Skyler says something or Ultra says something, and I'm just like, "What the fuck did just come out of your mouth?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Typically, yeah. no matter so, where we are. Walk me through that though, because you go into this. Mush- were you looking for something doing mushrooms, or did you just want to have fun? Were you anticipating where it was going to take you? I was hanging out with my friend, and they were doing mushrooms, and said, "Hey, you want to try?" And I was like, "Um, sure." Word. I'm in a That's safe. How it starts. I'm I'm in a safe place. Why not? That's how it starts. Yeah. So you take the shrooms and you just have this epiphany that you don't feel like a girl. Basically, yeah. Was that a, like a roller coaster for you to go through that 
not really hitting that wall or you just accepted it and we're like okay this is where we're going now it it's kind of like i i don't know how to really describe it it was like for sure because the the feeling of it was like i did shrooms and then i came down and went to bed and then i woke up and i was like no no i'm gonna go back so that that's just kind of how it happened for me like there there wasn't really like a thought process or anything it's just kind of like my feelings for it changed so yeah and so after that you stopped stopped you f- hormones full everything yeah. hormones the whole transitioning process you're like okay i think i've gone as far as i need to go down this path yeah for for lack of better terms more like okay this isn't actually what i thought was like what i want to do so does that freak you out at all are you in what sense well i would be worried if i was transitioning if i was becoming a girl and mm-hmm. i was I that'd had, be an interesting process well, it would it be. be i don't know if i would turn out that well but if i was going down this process and i felt like this is who i was and this was me and i felt like i could finally express who i am and then i did shrooms or i did lsd or something and it shifted that i would be I don't know that that seems like a pretty fundamental shift or I guess it's not if you don't view gender as that fundamental then it's really not that big of a shift. Yeah I mean this is kind of a difficult topic to kind of like pinpoint an exact answer on because one gender is not definite and two people's reactions to chemicals is not definite either so therefore everybody's experience on mushrooms and things like that is going to be different and also everybody's experience with gender is going to be different especially when the two are combined. That's Word. such a crazy <laughs> word. <laughs> word. Felix is over here like, Plot oh, twist, I agree. bitches. I'm actually smart. Um, kind of. Articulate queen. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so do you feel like that, because the whole transitioning movement, it seems like right now, is getting a lot of slack. And in the local community, it's tied to drag. But nationally, it seems like that, like there's some pushback. Uh-huh. Do you feel like that, undermines that movement in some sense or do you think that that shows people the fluidity of it or do you think about it at that scale um i would say it definitely doesn't have a negative impact on anything considering it only impacts me um if anybody else views it as any different that's on them um but in regards to that god i need to stop smoking so much weed because, like, the yeah. whole thing just, like, lost, poof, gone. I mean, everybody's, like... Repeat the question, please. Well, it's just... Mr. Spelling Bee Man. There's... I know, right? I'm over yeah. here. Look, let me look at my flashcards. Um, it seems that you have these two camps when it comes to the trans movement, right? You have people who think that gender is this binary. There's male and female. And there's no such thing as transitioning between the two. And then you yeah. have this other camp of it's fluid. It's a spectrum. You can move back and forth. And I would imagine that people will hear this and think where you were, especially where you have been on and you kind of expressed where you were at that point in time. And you seem to be hard set. You seem like you felt like you were a girl, like you had finally found this path that you were supposed to be on. And now you're back to being a guy. Yeah. From a mushroom trip, which some people might get, some people might not get. Yeah. Do you think that that undermines the idea of transitioning? in some way or do you think it makes a difference i don't think it makes a difference at all i i could see how some 
crazy conservatives who don't view anything rationally could could look at it that way, you know, just jumping to the extremes like they like to do. Um, but uh, in my personal opinion, I don't think it undermines anything, um, especially since it's just my personal experience um, with the topic. So, Do you think if you had been further down the process and had fully transitioned, do you think it would have been harder to come back from that if you had this realization? So say you fully transition, then you do shrooms, and uh-huh. then you have this moment of, oh, wait. Yeah. Um, well, first I want to say I don't really like the term like fully transitioning anymore just because transitioning for people doesn't mean immediately going from one to the other. Um, like transitioning could fall into any part of that spectrum. I mean, if you look around Humboldt County and you talk to the people who are trans in this community, you'll see that they like the trans umbrella has so many different subcategories within it that um, there's it's not like a one to the other, like A and B. Um, Yeah, it's not like a definitive state Mm -hmm. of you are a guy and now you are a girl. Um, It can be if the person wants that to if if they want it to be that way. that's that's just the whole like thing for this whole situation nowadays is that like people are really trying to put rules and like these unspoken like rules and regulations and stuff in regards to how our own community should operate and how we should do our own things um like they're placing these outside expectations on you yeah and kind of trying to make them like Oh, this is how you should be doing it, you know, like or with how all you of... should like look. Also, yeah, yeah. Like these are the norms you need to subscribe yeah, to. Yeah, because like the last time we were, I was on this podcast, I was gender fluid at the time. Now I'm just by gender, which on isn't too far from that. So being by gender is like man and woman at the same time. So instead of fluctuating, as stated before. It's just, I'm like, there was a period of time between the two years of gap, but we've been here. It's been a while. It's been a, it's been a two years. It's like I had a lot of thought because at first it went from like being gender fluid to being like, uh, maybe I'm like non-binary, right? Like, I don't really feel like I fit in with the gender fluidity aspect of it. And then I was like, you know, I did not. This is really fucking terrible and really fucking funny. But the whole way I found out what bi gender was is I Googled it. I literally Listen, Googled. People, Google is your best friend with these situations. Please get on it more. It's really funny because it's like it's someone related it to like how men are like, am I gay? And they Google it like that. That's what happened. I literally Googled. I'm the like, answer is yes, by the way. Yeah. If you're Googling. Yeah, that might, that might be a red flag. First, that's your that's just your flag, not a red flag. It's just a flag that you may. But like. Gay flag. Gay flag. Gay the flag. rainbow flag is flying, honey, if you're looking up. Am I gay on Google? But yeah, no, I looked up because I was like, I feel like I'm both. Because there's like a chunk where I was like, am, am I trans? Is this something that I feel? Because it's hard to say, is it a thought? Like, is it a thought process to have be? Or like like a ha- passing passing feeling? Yeah, like an active amount of like thought in your head. I mean, it is like an active thought navigating how you're feeling and like your gender identity. Like that's an active thought, but it's and for some people it probably is like, no, I am I am this, I am that, I am that. But like for me, it was a lot of processing of being like you know, I 
it like every time I put a label on something of how I was feeling, it never felt 100% comfortable. And, you know, it felt closer, but it wasn't it. You know what I mean? It was never there. And even when I was gender fluid, I was like, this, that was a big leap from being like, oh, yeah, I'm a cisgendered woman to being like, oh, I'm gender fluid. Like, that was already a big leap. So for me, I felt a lot closer comparatively to where I was. And then as time went along, I'm like, Google, can you be a man and a woman at the same time? And it was like, yeah, that's the thing. And I was like, shit. And then here we are. So, yeah, it was just kind of like a very interesting like thing to discover. Google's your best friend, I guess. It's just and that's the thing. Like, there is always this expectation with especially people who are trans, like, oh, because you're trans, you should look. Oh, if you identify as female, you should be should look female you should look like this you should go you have to go get surgery you have to go do this you have to modify yourself when that's not that doesn't have to happen like it's a very broad spectrum of literally like a 360 degree thing like you other people's perceptions of you should not be there and people should not put those perceptions on you because at the end of the day it's your own personal journey kind of a thing and it's nobody else's like business other than your own So it's like, obviously, when we talk about it and we're like, you know, we're like, oh, this is, you know, if somebody asks me my pronouns, I'm like, oh, he, she, they doesn't really matter for me because like when I'm both, it doesn't really matter. So for other people, though, you know, even then when you ask somebody their pronouns and they give it to you, it's still not anybody else's business to continue to probe about it. I don't feel like unless they want to be open about their experiences, if you wanted to ask. And even then, I feel like that's rude. So. If someone says that they want you to do something that's free and it doesn't hurt you or anybody else, just fucking do it. That includes people's pronouns. It's not that hard. It's an additional word that you have to just change in a sentence. As somebody who's had difficulties with remembering people's pronouns myself, it's really not that hard. Um, it's, It's just that, like, the main reason for not using someone's pronouns correctly is because you don't want to. But don't you think if you were to Steelman, the other side of the argument. Don't you think the idea that even for nobody's going to know someone's pronouns right off the bat just by looking at them? Yeah, no, no. Well, you you can can assume. assume. Yeah, you can assume a pronoun, but the thing is, there's nothing wrong with being like, "Oh, what are your pronouns?" Mine's are blah blah blah. Before like starting a conversation, like that should be normal. It shouldn't be weird or anything. Like I don't know. Like if me and fucking sky is somewhere in public and we're out and about and i'm like oh like for example for work when i'm talking to people i'm like oh my name is eve these are my pronouns what are yours before we start this conversation blah 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 they give it to me i'm like cool we move on because it's i don't feel like it should be this weird thing it's normal i'm just like oh blah 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 and then we continue with the original point of what i'm trying to do so it's kind of but is it normal or is it in the process of people trying to normalize it it's normal to me now i it is normal to me now because I feel like it is respectful as first of all and also it should just be I don't know what people identify as I have no idea so for me I'm like oh what are your pronouns cool moving on to what I originally need it's not like a big issue for you you can just hit that and keep going yeah I don't really feel like it's an issue at all to have someone for their pronouns it's just like oh but moving on to what I need to do here like in my job so it's like because there's been people that are like oh I go by blah 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 even though that may not be what they physically like look like, but that's the thing. I don't know where they are in their journey. So in whatever aspect that may be or what they identify as. So. And so by gender, I haven't come across that term yet. That just means 
instead of being gender fluid where you transition from one state to another, you just exist as both at any given time or just constantly? Yeah, so uh, this guy already kind of touched on it earlier. The fluidity is like, it could change from like, ooh, ooh. It could change from like day to day. It's very fluid. It's not a consistent thing. For me, I'm like consistently both, which that could mean a lot of different things. For me, it's like for me in like a physical aspects, for example, like I know we touched on like when we were talking about my fluidity, I think we touched on like how I present. More male, yeah, I think it was like I cargo like shorts or, or a baseball cap or something. I remember you going down that path. In like a physical sense to in which now, God, do not catch me in a pair of cargo pants and a baseball cap. You can hit me with your car. <laughs> that is the situation. <laughs> That's awkward. That's like 90% of my outfits. We got to hit him with your car. <laughs> <laughs> but like, for me, it's like I just for work, I usually present as absolutely not female as possible. I just don't. But when I'm just consistently both, it doesn't really cross my mind. Like, there's days where I like to wear dresses. It doesn't change that I'm both. And there's days where I like to be much more, like, not cargo pants and baseball cap, but I like to look more, I don't know, what you would define as, like, masculine clothing or whatever the fuck. So that still hasn't really changed, weirdly enough. That's why gender fluid and bigender, even though they are very different, they are, like, you know, there's, like, instead of me fluctuating, I exist consistently in both. So... Does that have a specific feeling to it other than just how you present or the clothes that you are wearing? Yeah, it's the feeling that I've been trying to like fucking put a pin in for God since two years ago when we talked about it. It was like, you know, that it was, I feel like relatively recent or maybe there was a chunk of time when we talked two years ago when I was like, oh yeah, gender fluid. Because it was like, even when I was young, I did not feel like... <clears throat> I did not feel like I was like, you know, a girl or a woman when I was young. And I, but to me, I didn't know, like, I didn't really know what that feeling was. And it's always kind of just lingered on. Like, for example, when I was young, I thought the concept of bras were fucking disgusting. So I used Same. to take them off. Yeah, I used to take them off in the bathroom stall at my elementary school and like shove them in my pencil case and zip them up and put it in a binder and put it in my bag. Because cool. like I just did not want to deal with it and I didn't like it. So it was like, and my mom, so when I came out to my mom, for example, she thought it was funny. Well, not funny, but like, <laughs> <laughs> my mom thought it was interesting because she, she was like. She just laughed in your face. Well, <laughs> she would but like my mom told me on the 4th of July she was like I'm shocked every time you come by that your hair's just not chopped off and I'm like I like my hair mom thank you very much but like don't think that I haven't thought about it but I've seen what I look like if I were to like chop my hair off and I am not liking that proportion ratio of neck to head to hair and I'm not into it so I'm gonna keep the hair for now but my mom when I told her about it she was like oh that's kind of funny because I always wanted like a son when I was pregnant with you and then you came out a girl, like Damn, sex. disappointing. Yeah, but then she's like, but then you were a tomboy all growing up, so. That's a win. Yeah, so then when she's like, well, now that you're telling me this, is like, I kind of got the best of both worlds kind of thing, and it was Hannah actually Montana. really cute what she said. So, anyway, I grew up, I never really, like, hated the color pink. Anything that I associated with, like, femininity, I was like, fuck that, for a really long time. And it, I just thought, not a lot of things. It's not saying that like all little girls who are tomboys or whatever like have that issue, but like in my case, it was definitely like I look back and I'm like, yeah, I didn't feel very good presenting or looking like a girl. And then I've even like 
that's why the whole concept of like drag really fascinated me in the first place was because I was like, like, I don't know. I didn't want to look passively female. I wanted to look like ultra. Like I wanted to be super femme, really femme. And if I'm going to be looking femme, I want it to look full full screen femininity. It was, and that's like the only time and place where I like to present femme is when I'm like, really over the top and that's why a lot of my dragon burlesque is like feminine and only recently with just hank as it became as it became um country cowboy just hank drag king which has been a recent thing because i've never really wanted to be a drag king but the comedicness of masculinity is really funny so i made just hank who is a Drag king who looks like the Lorax. Looks like the Lorax. Oh, my that's mustache. An interesting picture. I have a picture of the mustache. It's oh my god, it's so stupid. It's really funny, but um, yeah, the whole concept is like you know, you know, like in the eighties, nineties sitcoms or whatever the fuck, where there's like a random man doing a bunch of random shit, like ice cream parlor Hank or like country Hank, pool boy Hank. Like I just want a super versatile buff looking man who apparently looks like the Lorax. Here's a picture to the best of my ability. My tits are out but that's fine. This is the mustache that stretches all the way across my lips. Oh my god. And it stretches like all the way up to the rim of my glasses. It is a very intense mustache. It's very good though. Most of the time when Felix is wearing it you can't even tell that it's Felix because it covers up almost all of their face. Yeah I can't. I I can't eat with it on. It like hits the stash and I have to like like fall and unhinge my jaw to put anything in my mouth or drink. I can't drink either. And so this is a new drag persona, but in the version of a guy. Yeah, just Hank. Because I like the name Hank, but then I'm like, well, I can't just have Hank. So it's just Hank. Just Hank. Just Hank. I like the mustache. I mean, that's a that's a strong look. I know. It goes with the blonde really well. So, yeah. It does look like you just like... Cut off your hair and then made it into a mustache. A lot of people think that that's what happened. I'm like, that's no, what no, I no, could have no, just no, saved no, no, this no, no, up. That's what I thought until just now. <laughs> yeah, no, it got it off of Amazon. Oh damn! Yeah, well, Daddy... congrats on that match. I know, I know. They had a lot of different colors. If you ever can't grow yours out in the future, Daddy Bezos got that back. But... Yeah, that man's pumping with testosterone. Look at him; he's probably going to be growing hair for oh, he's going to years to come. Yeah. <laughs> TRT Bezos. Um. <laughs> Huh. And so uh, if you didn't have drag as the outlet to represent those two sides, do you think that you would present differently just day to day? Or do you think it's like your feeling of being both at the same time is just this internal emotion? I don't know. Because because of drag and because of like, you know, having a community that one can educate me and help has people who have similar experiences and emotions like you know, when you click with someone, you're like, oh, I experienced these and these things in my life. And they're like, holy shit, I have two. When most times people are like, I don't fucking, I don't experience that. Like, we had a conversation in the car a while back. I've had this conversation quite a times in the car like, a while back where I was like, there was a thought that ran through my head where I was like, yeah, if I could, I'd have a dick so I can fuck women. I think you said that oh, on this yeah. podcast last time. Yeah, I right, right, like, so when I thought that, it's like, when I thought that, I was like, and I think I fact-checked with someone. I was like, is this normal to think? And they're like, it's not that it's not normal, but, like, if you're cis and straight, 
I don't know if I would classify that in the normal category, but like, you know, it is what it is. And I was like, cool. And then we moved on from there. And then, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, without the people that I've met to like be like, hey, I think these things, I feel these things. Like, I really couldn't say where the fuck I'd be because I have no idea. Like, having, you know, people in my life for fucking, I don't even know how many long we've been in each other, six, five years. We've known each other a lot longer than that. Oh, yeah. Outside of drag, we've known each other for a long, longer than that. But when we became, like, really good friends. I've been doing it for six years. Yeah. I think I started a little after you. So, like, five and a half years for me. Was burlesque your start? Fuck no. No, 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 no. Burlesque happened when I was, like, yeah, burlesque happened when I was, like, 19, where I got recruited by a woman. Not the greatest person. That is not a subject we will be speaking on today during the podcast. Yeah, okay. that's a whole thing. That was Very not the ambiguous. greatest. Yeah. no, It's that a whole... legal thing, so therefore no speaking. Yeah, it was not a good situation. But I got, yeah, no, drag happened for a while before I started doing burlesque. So. We can leave it at this. Uh, recruited in the sense of like actual recruitment or recruitment? Oh, no, like in... an actual into like a, like a performer troupe kind of a thing. Almost like, you know, you recruit. So not like the dark form of recruitment where somebody No, 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 no. Not like in a weird fucking weird way. No, I was like openly was interested in burlesque and I was like doing drag at this time, but I like followed people on like the internet that I was like, wow, this is a really cool thing. And, you know, everybody's seen the movie Burlesque with Cher and Christina Aguilera, right? And I had Fun seen that. Fun fact, I haven't. Really? Yep. Are you fucking serious? Fully serious. It doesn't, it's not accurate, but I wow, is it good. I haven't seen that movie. I haven't seen Tu Wong Fu. I haven't seen any of those old ass movies. I haven't movies. seen Tu Wong Fu, I will say. All right. Well, all the gays watching this, I know there's like one of you, but. Um, yeah, there's like one there of might a be thousand. A few. <laughs> <seen over laughs> now. But, um. Yeah, no, no, no. It was I was already interested, so I was like publicly making statements like I want to do burlesque, like to the public, and then I ended up in a troupe. But you were already doing drag, at yeah, this point for in time. like three years already at that point, and then and like it was drag, so I could not do anything burlesque related, right? Because it's not that was not the space, and also I was like really young, so it was like no, no, no. So and then that's when I met got a troop and then from there like met a lot of then that's where the burlesque career kind of like flourished out from there and then a year and a half after that i became an independent and have been an independent since so and i do drag burlesque and drag lesque now so it's like a mix of the two what is i've never heard of drag lesque it's both. Just, it's, it's like both. when you mix drag and burlesque together it's but like isn't a, that just drag no no actually no so <laughs> you, know, you know more about burlesque. So, so like take so you have like drag, right? And drag's like right. the theater, the camp, the drama. Not like burlesque can't be theater, camp and drama, but like, you know, drag you're hyper focusing on costuming, lip syncing, you know, choreography heavy. Um I but wouldn't isn't that a say lot of that drag has a I wouldn't say that drag has a specific focus. Yeah. But I would say burlesque certainly does. Yeah. Which would be taking your clothes off. And not really lip syncing to the song. Oh yeah, the um, lip that's burlesque. Yeah, burlesque <laughs> in the simplest of forms. Yeah, the artist strip tease is like burlesque, and he came out of a political and a comedic place originally, and then because of strip clubs, it became like more of less comedic and like 
political and, you know, still comedic and political, obviously. But then it became more like very theatrical. That's where you get like this, like kind of close to get like a classical burlesque idea, which I don't know if you know the fucking difference between these or not. But classical is like typically to not modern music. It's like jazz heavy. And oh my God, if I get this wrong, I'm going to be fucking literally chastised. You know, that typical like seductive, like. Like that burlesque song where you want to like move slowly and then like flutter the fans like that, mm. that shit. Yeah, glam, super glam, feather heavy, very slow. It's really, really slow. And it a slow burn is what we call it. And then there is like neo burlesque, which is like modern burlesque, which is more contemporary, more wild shit. Like, I don't know, people do like modern songs, do a lot of like the dancing's a lot different. And I like it more personally. So it's like, there's that. What the fuck was the original point of what we're talking about? I'm just going. What is it? Oh, drag less. So drag less is like less focused on like the art of strip teasing, which is always like the core factor. Like this, the art of the strip tease, the art of like getting your clothes off, getting people excited, and like hyper focusing on stripping. I'm making like this weird combination. It's not just me. Like in San Francisco, it's fucking everywhere too. It's a very more new thing with drag less that is becoming a really predominant thing where you're stripping, but it's like heavy on the drag. So you're just being theatrical, but not super hyper-focusing kind of on the stripping aspect. You're still stripping, but you're like doing other crazy shit additional to the stripping that some people may be like, well, you're not super hyper-focused on like putting the burn in it you know but instead i'm like running around doing car wheels and shit and then i rip my pants off and then i'm like moving on to the next thing so it's kind of like that so it's a weird combination of the two because it's like i've had <clears throat> there's like an issue where people are like oh you do too much like i have a burlesque advisee who's had someone be like oh you do too much burlesque like you can't we're not really looking for burlesque performers in our show but she is this weird middle area where she's like almost too doing too much of the lip syncing and too much of this like less about the stripping but it is a weird gray area that some people still don't really like understand I feel like sometimes but I feel like it's becoming increasingly more popular yeah so because everybody loves drag queens and everybody loves fucking naked people no they don't not everybody not everybody loves drag queens well right now you guys are in an interesting point where there is a lot of interesting is the nicest way to put it how would you phrase it there's a lot of backlash against drag nationwide and in the county right now yeah yeah i don't even know if you would say a lot but there's just a vocal pushback against some elements not even necessarily of just drag but of drag with kids Mm -hmm. i mean yeah this is a very interesting subject for sure to talk about um well i mean you guys are like in the thick of it yeah um (sighs) (laughs) yeah so it's definitely really a really really weird thing for me personally because looking at everything that's going on and me being a very logical forward-thinking person i'm like how the fuck are these people not seeing any logic whatsoever um, because, uh, point blank period, there has been, uh, like drag queens sexually assaulting minors or anything of that relation does not happen. P- 
period. It does not happen. It has not happened. It does not happen. You know where the sexual assault really happens, though? Churches. Let's sort well, not that even just shit churches, out first. But people that you know. Yeah, like people who close are close proximity like, friends and family members, even more so. Yeah, but I would say that churches and religion have a really good ability of glazing over situations like that just because of who the person who did it was. Like, if you think about it and you think about all these things where like things like this has happened and stuff, it's it's always like come like for people who are in the church doing these things, it's always like, oh, well, that person is so and so like we need to make sure that this doesn't get out or else it could like ruin their career. But um, of course, that same grace doesn't get applied to us, you know, even though we haven't done anything sexually with children. I know I haven't. I don't want to. I hate kids. So. <laughs> throws <sorry>. up. <laughs> throws I up. Thought 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 kids. I was waiting for something really deep to come out. No, I, the only thing deep is a guttural ass burp out of my gut. I was but... gonna say the only thing deep you're getting out of there is whatever's in that stomach. Yeah, which was all the London fog I just chugged. So love that. Yeah, no, there's like a very clear separation between like there are drag queens who do PG related shows like drag queen reading hours where people sit in a fucking library. You could not pay me any money to sit in a library and read to children. But like, I'm sorry, can you pull that sucker? Just oh, I'm so sorry. You're good. You're good. You, you can move that around. You cannot pay too. me enough money to sit in a library and read to a bunch of kids. Like, I just don't have the patience for children like that. Like, so I've done work with like all age scenes and things like that. As everybody probably knows, most of the time that I, oh God, Jesus. Most of the time I do work with like the all ages, it's like most of the time to assist with our all age drag scene to get people to come to support them and just, you know, try to be mentored to them, try to help them in case something goes wrong. Cause it's like really daunting when you're young doing drag. Like I remember when I was young doing drag and I was fucking terrified all the time. And also like a lot of the Queens and Kings that I met, you know, helped shape me into, you know, who I am today. So like, there's a very clear separation between Queens who are like, yeah, I like to do all ages things, you know, drag queen reading hours or like someone did a, Recently did like a Disney themed drag show, completely PG, open to the public and things like that. Was that like the that. CR? That wasn't Kaylin. No, that okay. not locally. It was like somewhere else. But like, um, but yeah, there's like the CR show, for example, we just did. Completely PG. And there's a very clear like line between those two things. You know, you have all age friendly drag, which is like, you know, all age friendly drag. And then you have, you know, 18 plus 21 plus drag, which is like only available to 18, 21 plus people because of the content or whatever. So it's like, and even then, there's just such a clear line and I just fuck. I mean, I've gotten heat and have been used as part of the, I don't even know how to fucking describe it. The backlash. backlash. Yeah, my image has been used publicly. I assume you've probably seen it, most likely, I'm going to assume. Where, like, my picture's been used completely out of context in, like, a forum agenda when the show was, like, a 21-plus show that I threw. I'm not familiar with what. Oh, there was some sign-up thing, I don't know, saying, like, stop drag queens in Humboldt County, for example. And, like, the picture they used was of a show that I produced, and it was 21-plus. 
and uh, they were trying to use it as like I don't know fuel as fucking whatever they were trying to use it for for their like argument. They're trying to pick at whatever straw they can grab because they know that they don't have any actual ones to grab at. Yeah, so it was like also like one of the other queens in the picture was like dressed head to toe as a piece of bacon, and I'm like, this may not be the best like argument to like. Let alone it was a 21 plus show. Like all the things, like all of my images that have been taken and used were from 18 plus to 21 plus events. And they're using it to stop all ages events when like I wasn't, like I don't do that at, I do not, I'm not out here doing that at like all ages shows, let alone do I like doing them. Cause fortunately like I don't get paid for those. You know, I do it out of like almost like volunteer work. Yeah. You think these kids have money? Fuck no. Fuck no. And the well, thing the is, big... I don't want them to give me money. Like, I'm like, I like to do it because I like, you know, I want to let them know, like, hey, these are safe spaces. I'm here to support you. Like, you know, to kind of promote like your own self love that, like, what you see here, like, like all these young, like, young drag people who, you know, are going to grow up and they may continue to drag, they may not, you know, I want them to be like a model for kids and like not be scared of, you know, be scared or, you know, ashamed of who they are, if they're in the closet or even like wanting to express themselves however they want to express themselves. I don't know fucking what kids are doing nowadays, but like whatever that may be, that's mostly the only reason I like to do it is because I want to set a precedence that like, you know, you can be different, you can be unique, you can do whatever you want to do, you know, and like I said, it's more like volunteer work. I don't really get paid. So it's like. Well, the only image I saw of you particularly like, that got circulated was the one from, was it the Jeff Jefferson oh, School? Oh, ah, that's where it all started. That one, yeah, that seems to be the catalyst for a lot of this. Oh, boy. But there were tips and stuff. I mean, did you guys get paid for that or was no, it just the tips? No, no, I did not get. We did not get paid for that, no. So they were not there. I was there. I had to run it. I was there I thought for you, that yeah. show. Were you I was there in for it. that show? Yeah, I was doing my Kim Possible look, remember? That shit was such a blur to me. And the only thing I remember is talking and then cocky. That was all I remember. So the rest was a blur. It was a long, long day for me for a multitude of reasons. That I'm yeah. willing to get into unless you have something to add. Uh, the easiest way and most PG way of saying it is that neither of us will work with Redwood Pride again. Redwood Pride is the one that threw the Jefferson... What was? I'll go to the events. I'm not gonna help organize them though, because of. There's a couple reasons as to why. There's a lot of organizers in this area, and like one thing that I think really needs to be promoted that comes out of like especially this past Pride Month that we saw was like the thing is for all ages shows where we don't get paid. A lot of it is like our time and our desire to want to support. You know. The pride shows, the people bringing like their kids and being like, oh, we're, you know, we're drag queens, queer, you know, queer positivity and like loving and accepting everybody for, you know, whoever they are. But especially during Pride Month, if you like if it's like if you're charging people and you're not clear about how you're going to pay your performers, let alone during Pride Month of all times, like it really needs to be addressed that one, if it you're not paying them, and the things I don't feel like is an excuse. You need to pay your performers during Pride Month, especially. Like I, there are performers up north that I've talked to or that I've seen talk about it. Like, you know, you're profiting off of our queerness. You're profiting off of us. And even though it is going to queer organizations, don't get me wrong, but like 
we're also part of these like queer we are part of the queer community like we have to make money for whatever reason to pay rent or whatever it is and then it, there was just like a lot of lack of communication with sometimes with some of the payments and how they were paying or not paying at all and that was really frustrating with not very many of them the most of the ones i was i i was in were they paid me and that was very clearly discussed some of them from what i heard from other people it was not as clear and it was not as communicated and that was very frustrating for a lot of people so that's why you guys don't want to work with redwood pride is because there's a the pay is a little bit of a gray mm, area for me it's not that what is it for you for me it's that i am a very big person on like if i'm throwing an event i want it to be the best that it can be um and i don't necessarily feel that same energy coming from the people who put the show on or like the event on um especially for something so big you know you would think that they would want to put more effort into it um but from seeing behind the curtain um it's definitely questionable like that whole thing i personally am not on the best fucking grounds with a lot of shows around here lately but that's also because i've gotten to the point where i'm not afraid to say it how it is um i've been in this game for six years and a lot of the people who are putting these shows on and running these things have only been a part of this industry for a fraction of what i have and um i've gotten to the point where i'm really tired of people not taking me seriously and um not actually absorbing my opinions and ideas in things that i've been traveling around the united states and doing and winning awards for um which is really astonishing to me because you know you'd think that you would want to listen to the person who's or the people who are bringing in your crowds um who are who have been in the game longer than you and know more about it than you um but i mean you can say the same thing for a lot of other situations like people want to act like they know things when they really don't and it's becoming a big problem like that links back to the whole situation with like drag in the in the public eye with like all the things going on like if these people went to a drag show or actually like looked into it at all like literally at all they would realize that there's no problems there but they just like willful ignorance just charging full steam ahead at these problems that they're fully making up but with the jefferson show in particular it wasn't a lot of the frustration around the how the performers looked and the tipping from the kids because i mean they went there if you were to steal men the other side it was that they did go there and they weren't happy with what they saw because that's one of the interesting things is the jefferson show was big and there was a lot of pushback but the cr show it seems took a different approach and tried to be very cautious about how they engaged with the community knowing that there were going to be kids there and i didn't hear that well, much duh, pushback. From of them. course they're going to be because all around the united states right now people are showing up to these shows in full riot gear with guns do you think we really want to have that happen again no, no. yeah but the approach there was still pushback from the cr show they yeah were... but the approach was definitely different they took a more like cautious approach like we had security we had these things because be 
pretty much because of the Jefferson thing and then because of the increased amount of violence and like verbal violence towards like CR alone. And also us show. specifically. Yeah. We were also getting a lot of backlash ourselves personally. Yeah. Like, for example, with the Jefferson show, like I know that my image was circulating one particular one. Um, there's actually two particular ones I vented about a couple times because honestly, I don't want to give it that much fuel because for me, I think it's fucking stupid. But one of the things was like I was wearing a dress. And it was, I don't know, I picked a random fucking dress out of the closet because I was like... It's a dress that you'd see any other person walking down the street wearing on a warm, sunny day. Yeah. But just because it was on Felix, that was the main problem. Additional to that, this is what I found hilarious. It was so funny to me because I'm like, honey, no. So one of the things I was wearing, I was like doing my dance. I was trying to keep it like, you know, doing trying to be PG. I felt very inspired by like ultra and like other people that are there i'm like you know what i did i was only gonna host i wasn't gonna do anything and i was like you know what and like i saw we weren't making any money but every time i see other people perform i'm like i really want to be a part of this i like doing what i do so i performed and two images came up one image was a picture of me doing a spin my hands are like this i'm like keeping my dress like down because it's like it's very flowy it's long and it's flowy and there's like a very sliver of high-waisted blue fruitaloom underwear high-waisted granny panties let me tell you and more than anything when i saw this i'm like oh my god my blue granny panties are on the internet i'm like i cannot believe this has finally happened no and i dance burlesque like not my image is all over the internet but that specifically i was like oh my god i'm like I picked the worst possible, like I should have put on a pair of Spanx or some shit because I did not think about that. And I was mostly just like, high-waisted blue fruit of the loom granny panties was my my primary concern because I'm just like, oh, I'm like, that is more embarrassing to me than anything else. Until I saw, do you want your kids learning? uh, Do you want your kids learning how to strip for money like this or some caption along that guideline? And I'm like, if you think, that these fruit of the loom granny panties are gonna teach your kids how to make money. No, I was like, also, it was the weirdest angle of someone was like down underneath me, and I don't even know who it was or where I was, but it was like upshot from my skirt, and I was like, what the fuck? And there was another one of me sitting on the stage, and like from where this was shot, it was in the back corner of like the audience which was really weird i don't even know how somebody would have got there because it was like kind of blocked off and it was shot if it was from, from the an, back of the audience then it was probably from one of the protesters yeah it wasn't even from like an audience member it was shot so far from the side to the side that you could slightly see up the like long like panel of the dress where it's not even like visible from like anybody's eye that i was performing like with in front of and i was like these are like the images that are being used. First of all, hell out of fucking context. And second of all, I'm like, why are people taking photos and videos up my dress? Like that's <laughs> I'm like, that's just it really made me uncomfortable more than anything else because I'm like, what? Like I did not cons- first of all, consent to like any of this. Second of all, like people were I feel like purple people were purposely like going and taking photos like as scanned like uncomfortably scandalous as they could of me they were trying to get these photos they were seeking out these yeah it's what it was it's fucking easy to do that when i was wearing like 
like I said, long dress. The slits were like mid thigh to high thigh. And also, like, I'm a bigger bodied individual. It's kind of easy to pick on the fat person. It's kind of kind of thing. Like me and Cocky, like weirdly enough, out of everybody, me and Cocky were like the primary people that were like really went at. And I'm like, when I look at that and I look at the track history of how easy it is to like pin something on someone who's bigger bodied or fat, I'm kind of like, mm. it felt very targeted and it was just used like again and again and again. And people were telling me about it, right? Like I was like, okay, whatever. So I was just like, there's nothing I can do about this. And arguing about it with them is like, obviously not. It's pointless. Like it was just so fucking wild. How hard it was grabbed and just circulated and spun with like the narrative of like, Oh my God, we're trying to groom chill. I'm like, no, I am. No, no, please. I'm like, I do this. It honestly also kind of sucks because like, like I said, I do this out of my own volunteer to support my community and the young community that we have. And like, it makes me not fucking want to because I don't want to deal with this bullshit. Like, I just don't want to. And it, it really does deter me. It deterred me for quite a while. I'm like, I don't want to do all these shows anymore. Like, if this is how people are going to view me and do this shit, like, I don't like I don't have that type of bandwidth to deal with constantly every single time having my image taken completely out of fucking context and used for whatever fucking message that they want to push. And it became really exhausting at a point. I was pretty fucking tired, very fucking tired, in fact, from hearing about it. So. And, you know, it's kind of died. It's OK. That specific incident has died itself out. I don't know anymore that's happened because I really tried to cut all contacts out of that. But like my image popped up on Craigslist, for example, people were pretending to be me saying I was a prostitute and that I was looking to blah, blah, blah. And I was like, bro, what the fuck? Which was a fucking picture from our Omega drag show from Gallagher's, which was 21 plus, yeah? People, someone took that out of the Lost Coast Outpost article and spread it all over Craigslist, saying shit like that. So that was a good start. I don't know what it is about Craigslist, but Craigslist really well, be Well, Craigslist is off. a dark hole. Yeah, that's like, yeah. <sighs> yeah, so the amount of repercussions for me that came out of it, like, it was just more mentally like, bruh. Draining. Yeah, it was fucking exhausting. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, dude. I was like... When you reference Cocky, Cocky was the one that Cocky Muffington dressed like the cat. Was yeah, the cat? yeah, there was Scar from The Lion King. Okay, yeah, literally was Scar from. The Lion King. And you think you two were targeted in particular not because of the routines or anything, but because of your size? I think it's yeah. I think that sometimes there is this like very underlying subconscious, like you know, it's easy to pick on the fat person, it's easy to pick on the bigger person. It's very easy to do that. So naturally, people do shit like that. But don't you think that your routines played into that a little bit? Because I, I watched your videos and it seemed like your two were the ones that could be considered more inappropriate for certain age groups. If you were to make if, that argument. If anybody out there is actually concerned with the things that their children sees, maybe they should consider taking the internet away from their children because that's the real problem with how these kids are being raised is the internet and the accessibility that they have to it. So, these drag shows where it's completely optional to go, you don't have to. It's not being forced on anybody. You don't have to be there if you don't want to be. In fact, most of the shows are behind a paywall even. So, if you're going to these shows, you're paying to get in. If, if that's, like, with that in mind, like, mind your business, honestly. Like, 
I get it. There are some situations where things may look like they are one thing just because somebody took a picture at a bad time and threw it out of context, just like so many other situations out there. Um, not just in this field, but in many, many others. So it it just really boils down to the fact that these people don't know what's going on and they don't want to know, but they want to act like they do. When you get you both have referenced out of context in terms of that photo, what do you mean by out of context? Like using it with their own agenda in mind. But the photo is in context in some regards, right? Because it was taken during your act. Yeah, my act. In my opinion, between me and Cocky's act, both, I had no like sexual type of thing in mind that was not playing in my head, that is not going through my head. And Cocky, I think, literally took like things from Cats the Musical, like like literally things that are open to the public that are rated PG, like all these things, especially Cocky, especially Cocky, fully dressed, fully like head to toe, Scar from The Lion King. Like, that was their whole shtick. Like, not, like well, saying we're trying to groom, like, that we're trying to actively groom, ch- no, that's not going through our fucking heads. That's not going through my fucking head or any of those things. Like, that's why it's just, when we say out of context or when I'm saying out of context, I'm like, you're trying to say that what I'm actively doing right here is, like, grooming children, yeah, when that is not... I literally did an act to in which you then took pictures of this act at the weirdest fucking angles, deeming it inappropriate or deeming it solicitive. I don't even fucking know. I didn't even read the full articles that were sent to me from everything and using it to push violence sometimes even to the like to the point of like violence, protesting blah, blah, blah against like drag queens and drag in general. Like, if you really have a fucking problem with anything, like, I never, weirdly enough, I never got, nobody came up to me and was like, how could you do this, right? Most people that came up to me were just like, thank you for doing what you do. We really appreciate being here. Thank you for coming out and blah, 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 you know, hosting the show, blah, blah. Like, for, I feel like all the people that had an issue was the people who came to protest to begin with. Like, nobody there had a single problem Nobody there had these feelings like that was what was kind of even more fucked was it was like. Taking like, yeah, I don't even know how to even also, continue bitching about this right now. Also, I want to say something about the the all ages shows that people just really fucking gloss over is these kids who are like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. They're not coming to these events by themselves. They're usually here with their parents. And these are the same people who are getting all up in arms about this, but they're also the same people who are going to schools and being and saying that parents should have more control over what their kids are learning. So why is there a double standard there? Why can't these parents who are taking their kids to these drag shows be able to take their kids to these drag shows if that's what the kid wants to do? Like, these parents aren't going to force their kids to a drag show if the kid doesn't want to go. Nine times out of ten, it's usually always the kid saying that they want to go to the show. And if it's if it's not one of those instances, it's usually a kid who can't speak yet. Well, I don't I don't really buy into the grooming argument because that seems I don't think. Yeah, nobody should. I think it's fake. Well, I think the idea of grooming is getting 
people are kind of getting lost in the sauce. What I can understand is the idea that your kid, kid, I buy into the idea that kids are impressionable because kids are impressionable. And if you take them to certain areas or expose them to certain things, it would be ignorant to assume that there's no after effect. There's no influence that is, that is exposed to them. And it might change them, it might not. And I think that's why it's interesting. Your transition story is interesting because you were how old when you started transitioning? I was 20. So you were 20 and you went down this path and ultimately it turned out not to be your path. Correct. But imagine if you had a eight-year-old child. Everyone's different. Yeah. But imagine Uh if you have an eight-year-old child, this would be the other side's argument is imagine you have an 18-year-old, 18, eight-year-old child who goes to one of these shows decides this is the path for them and then they turn 19 and realize you know however far they progress down that path it's not the right path for them and maybe they went so far as to now some of the effects of that choice are not reversible i think that's what people are worried about is they would have known about that before they started the process every doctor that i've ever spoke to talks about that yeah but you were so sure when you started so imagine them being that equally as sure that this is the right choice and also i want to say before for a lot i i think i don't know how many states specifically but i know the one the states that still do like gender affirming care and things like that especially for young kids there is a very very extensive process that goes into anything that has to do with surgery for children i gotta push back on that because it's just not true there you and especially in states like california you can actually be 13, circumvent your parents, and do it on their insurance without them knowing. The standards have gotten really loose. I agree with the sentiment that you're saying that there should be these standards that we should be rigorous. Well, if you let me finish, I would have been able to say what I was actually going to say. But what I was going to say was, um, in regards to there being a very long process, what I'm speaking of is that usually these doctors will have these kids go through counseling for many, many years, and will usually require that these kids go to counseling and get a note from their counselor saying that this is actually something that this kid is 110% serious about. Like, it's not like they're like, oh, Oprah, but that's not true. you're getting a gender-affirming not... care. You're getting gender-affirming care. But Scott, care. that's not true. It's not a years-long process. I, you could go at 13 and get started on hormones and the path to mastectomies within a month easy a month would be okay maybe it's rough getting scheduled it's not a years long thing mm-hmm. you could say maybe months plural if it was just out of the blue but it's not it's definitely not years right i would definitely feel like in the experience when it comes to like if you're looking at it from that perspective and how people can find that problematic it's more problematic kind of what's happening now when there's a higher percentage of youth that are now being cut off from that accessibility, which I've, I don't know the numbers. I don't know the stats, so correct me if I may be wrong. Either people or add numbers, if you may know. I feel like the proportion of children that are now being, not even children, just young adults to teens that are now being cut completely from any type of trans-affirming care, there was a stat that came out that that has, like, further up the, like, suicidal ideation, the mental health, and especially in other states. California, maybe? Is like that because California is very liberal leaning. So I can see that care being readily accessible. But 
comparatively to like the rest of the United States, like that's not a thing. Like that's not maybe in like like I said, West Coast really be hitting different. We're a lot more like progressive leaning. Well, liberal cities, yeah, yeah. But that's not the majority of the rest of the United States right now, and that's like why that's a problem. And because of that, like there was a person who went up in front of Congress or Supreme Court or something like that, and was literally like talking the numbers of what is going to happen if these things are taken away. And like I think the suicide rates of like young teens, especially teens who are like, this is what I'm talking about. When I was young, and like I said, it's all individual personal journeys. When I was young, you know, I felt not, I was like, something feels, you know, I don't feel like How you a woman feel. 100%. Yeah, you know, like what, like super sure like everybody else did, right? Like anybody else that I talked to anyways, kind of. And I was even still like, that's a touchy subject when you're Katie. I'm not running around talking to a bunch of people about it, but I was like, you know, I never felt fully in that, even through middle school, through high school. And then, so in kind of like how open we are now and how easily we can communicate now, you know, there are a lot of people who were my age, you know, who are now able to talk about it and, you know, talk about it with other people being like, yeah, this is how I feel, you know, and then earlier on be able to pinpoint like, I'm not. I don't identify as exists and I want to go through certain measures. I don't feel like most, and like I said, I don't, not ever, some people may hop really fast to wanting to transition, like rather that's top surgery, bottom surgery, whatever, hormones. But I don't feel like that is as often as, like, I feel like you're making it out to be. Like, I feel like there's a, like, usually a process that people go through before they usually just slam into completely transitioning at least physically, and even then some people don't want to fully do that. Some people are happy with just hormones or happy with other things. Like, it kind of is, like I said, it's a pretty broad spectrum. So, I mean, maybe in California, but if that's what somebody wants to do, like, why am I stopping, you know, if this is what this, if a young person comes to me and they're like, this is what I want to do, you know, and they're certain and they've been certain for a time like I was not certain like I was, but if they were definitely like questioning, then it's like, who am I to, you know, prevent them from understanding sooner than later? Because for me, I wish I had known but sooner. What if, or you you... In, what if you're a parent, right? And your kid goes down this process and they're like, hey, I'd like to, you know, I'm feeling these things and I would like to start the process and see if maybe I can more align with how I'm really feeling. I'd like to start taking hormones mm -hmm. and they're a young age, they're a minor and you set them on that route and they hit another age a couple years down the road and decide that it was wrong. But the effects of whatever hormone therapy they were on are, ha have had some consequences. Maybe they're sterile. Maybe they can't have kids. Maybe they just have hormonal issues. And How many people have had that? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think the when stats, it comes to... The stats are pretty good that you're going to experience something. Even from a chest binder, it's not good for your organs. It can have detrimental effect on your rib cage. Like, there are... Not that for so sucks, but there's so many things we do in our everyday life that everybody does that affects our Absolutely. health in that way. Smoking cigarettes. So, I mean, out, I'm drinking a beer right now. It's really not... That's really not an effective way of looking at but it. But it's for children. I'm not saying 18 and up. I think... You should be able to do whatever you want. And to do. also, your own personally person. speaking, as somebody who started hormones and then stopped, your regular home like hormones usually level out on their own. Yeah, there's like sometimes, a withdrawal process. Sometimes. Yeah, but it's not. It's but not all, sometimes. It's most of the it's time. It's not most of the times, though. It's not. 
Okay, I mean, if you want to go down that route, you can go down that route. No, but I'm just, but I'm not, I'm not trying to push back on you to push back against you, but I, we can't. Well, I'm trying to explain things and you're going like, but no, that's not it. No, that's not it. But no, what you're explaining isn't true. So you're saying things that are false. So I have to correct that. Otherwise we just evolve into chaos. It's not because I am unaligned or am aligned, but I'm just, I have to play devil's advocate. And if something is not true, I have to point it out to be true or not true. What are the numbers that you're trying to... I don't to... know the exact Because if you're going to say, if you're going to do things, like say like stop us from saying things that are true or not true, then if we're going to do that, I want you to show me the proof like right here and now. Well, I can pull up the... I Do it. Is there's like peer reviewed articles that can show me like the literal quantitative like proof of that? Then proof I... Proof of... Proof that there has been a consequences like from... consequences oh, yeah. or repercussions. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can show you that after her. I would like to rephrase that and um, on behalf of you and say, I would like to see the statistics that show that this is a serious problem to the point uh, where it yeah. needs to be banned across the entire but that, see, that yeah. seems like country. A, that seems like a trap door. How's that a trap sort? door? Because if one kid, you... Let's that's think about I'm, how many trap doors that these Republicans have tried this, to put us in. I'm, okay, well, that's a different topic. But for this one, that's why I'm kind of touching on your personal experience because you, when you were on this last podcast... You were adamant that you were a girl and that this was that this was you, that this was the real you, that you were finally who you were supposed to be. Yeah. And yesterday I was adamant on having spaghetti for dinner, but I didn't have spaghetti for dinner. Okay. But for some people, it's not that cut and dry. Sure. They would assume that gender is a very big decision and to try to alter that is an equally big decision. And that if you, a fully grown adult, could be under this particular belief that you were this one way so vehemently and now switched just equally as vehemently the other way, what chance does a child have who is confused? I think that's where a lot of the fear comes from. Uh, and again, that goes back to- Can you to pull, the, I'm so sorry. Oh, can I'm you so pull sorry. That? No, no, you can I, move it. If you I want mean, to lay that, back, you can move it. That again goes back to the question like that, you know, Skylar asked, like how much, like what percentage of youth are going through that though, that it, has the repercussions that it's at now. But if it's 10% of youth, do we is not care? But if it youth? is, I don't know what 10% the... of all youth or 10% of the youth that fall under this specific situation? Well, like being trans is a specific situation, is... isn't it? Okay, well then let's look at how many people are trans in the world or in the United States and look at 10% of that number. That's not a whole lot and that sure as hell not enough to make nation nationwide bans. But don't, so we just say fuck that 10%. It then, but then you have to, if you're going to make that argument and have that type of perspective, then you have to also, then you would need to be like, okay, well, I want to ban trans affirming care from the youth because of these, hold on, from these things. And then you have to, but then you're completely disregarding, oh, well, what happens when I ban trans affirming care? Because then you're just causing damages mentally on the youth because now they can't get it. But that's in comparison to the argument of like, the percentage okay like i said we're talking numbers yeah then what's like then you have to you have to compare the numbers of you know what you're saying which i don't know these numbers that you're talking about but i do believe from what the numbers were reasonably high in the states that have banned it of like literal suicides literal kids trying youth minors wanting to kill themselves because they can't get this trans affirming care they can't get any type of gender affirming care not even just transgender affirming care Finders, blah 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 blah. Like you, they can't get that. It's not just trans. It's like any gender affirming care. It's not. 
accessible and it's not there. But so then it's like if you want to compare numbers, you have to be able to look. It's a weird conversation of being like, does one outweigh the other? But I don't have numbers to tell you like directly, but I feel like the numbers of how much more damaging it is to ban it is comparatively to like, oh, kids that have transitioned, not trying to dismiss kids that have transitioned than detransitioned. I just, the number I've heard, and like I said, I don't have a complete quantitative number, are low. You know, most, like I said, I, this is a personal, it was my personal thing, and most of the time it's personal. Like I knew, like I knew, but I didn't know because I didn't have anybody around me to really have that affirm, like affirm. Like, but Skylar talk. knew. That's, I think that's where people get confused is Skylar knew. And now he knows. Yeah. And Skylar, he is like, he, you know, whatever point that Skylar reached in their, like, his journey within, like, gender identity, that's another thing. People who don't view gender as, construct- as constructive are not going to view it the way, like, how I view it or maybe... You like as a like, spectrum, you mean? Yeah, people who don't. You're view never it going that to. Way. You're never going to view something that you can only truly view if you're in the same position as that person. Like you will never understand what our life is like. Yeah, and you know the thing is, like you know, at one point I thought I was cisgendered, so I can kind of get what your life was like. Except I was a cisgender woman, and you're a cisgender man, which is already two very different things. So it's kind of like. Even then. So it's like the thing is for people who are viewing it that way is like it is this a lot of people that are, you know, a lot of people in the queer community, we all really do feel similarly that it's constructive, like the way that we want to identify, the way we want to present, the way we go about it. But what if it's not on paper? Constructive on paper? Yeah, I believe, and I don't have the facts for this one, but from my understanding, the most at risk a trans person is from actually committing suicide, not just from suicide isolation or feeling suicidal, is actually post, uh, post-sex post change. And I believe it's something maybe like five to 10 years post-operation. That is actually when you are the most likely to kill yourself. By, Let's look by at the, the factors that go into somebody wanting to kill themselves when they're trans. Because yeah. usually that's caused not by them regretting their transition, but rather them having to experience all of the things that are going on in the world. And even before that, even before all of these things came out, people were getting killed for being trans. But doesn't that and- say something if even after going through the whole process and feeling like I, I don't know if process is the right word but feeling like you've reached the extent that you want to go mm-hmm. and at that point you are actually more likely to kill yourself doesn't that a lot diminish of the, if you the were to, idea that you that this is affirming or helping you in the some thing way? is you may have a f- they that's what for example my mother and how accepting that she was i'm very privileged to have that because some people go through transitioning and go through all of that and the thing is that suicide rate may go up because I mean, if you're not fucking in California and you're in anywhere else, that's not a fucking thing. How loving and more accepting, and even then, that is not always applicable here. Not everybody is loving and accepting if you're trans. That is for fucking sure. You're going to get chastised. I have friends here locally who have gotten fired from their jobs when they came out as trans, miraculously for one reason or another, even though they had a great track history. You know, you're looking at There are so many things that happen to, like, trans males or trans males or females that, you know, 
you get people get cut out from their families, even though they think they may be receptive, friends. It's hard because I think that speaks more about why that number may be higher rather than like they may regret their transition because we don't like like I said here, I'm very privileged to have a family that has and friends that have always been super open minded, have been super loving and accepting of how I am. But that's not. I feel like my situation's a rare case comparatively to some of the things I've heard from people, you know, trans drag family or there's no normal friends of mine who just been completely like ostracized from their family. And that's a problem. And it's that's where I said that's where it comes back to. We view it as maybe constructive and like those people don't. And that'll always be this divide. But that's the thing is it's like just because you may somebody may view it as not constructive and like doesn't mean that it should be completely cut off from any accessibility from us just because someone may not agree with it or may not understand it so what about what is your guys's take on things like alcohol or cigarettes should kids be is should there be a lower age to be able to use those i mean that is like a genuine question yeah dude <sighs> I'm sorry, that's such a jump in, like, subject. Well, if we're, the idea is that gender-affirming care, whether you believe that it's important for a child or not, the idea is that it is children making a decision that can have lifelong children, consequences well, children or making benefits. Children's making, that would be minors making decisions to, that would, one, be positive and beneficial for their mental health and affirming for their quality of life. You know what I mean? But have physical detrimental effects. If they were to, grades. if they were to detransition from that experience. No, but even if you just wear a binder, there are significant odds that it is going to have a negative effect on your body. Okay, if they were to, okay, so if would you rather them be able to get top surgery? Or would you rather them have a binder? Would you rather have them available? Like, would but you isn't rather? But isn't it a, isn't it a, like a path? So it would start with the binder and then go to top. It's not necessarily. Yes, I mean, some people do. Some people don't. I mean, it's like for me, like I've from thought my about. my personal experience from actually speaking with doctors about transitioning, taking hormones, surgeries, things like that. First of all, regardless of how long you've take, been taking hormones or if you have or not, no matter where you go to get that surgery done, it's going to be a year to two years before you get to have that surgery. Yeah, so you'll have plenty of time. time to think about it and cancel it before then. And then even then, most doctors um, will require you be on hormones for a certain amount of time before you get to have that surgery. I'm not sure if that answered where I was going. It is still a children, a child doing this, right? So if we... The argument that I think carries water or the question that carries the most water is should kids be allowed to do this or should they not? I don't think the argument of once you're 18, you shouldn't be, or there should be no gender affirming for people what over 18. What specifically that's not... about this situation are you trying to imply is like the biggest problem that people have? Should children be able to do this thing? Or what should they have to thing? wait to what is this thing take is what I'm any saying. gender affirming, affirming care. care? Or gender should they affirming have to wait care can be 18? as simple as counseling. It, okay. Gender-affirming care gender has affirming nothing to do care, with any specific one thing. Gender-affirming care that has the potential to physically or even mentally, I guess you could say, harm them. So counseling, great. If your child wants to dress like the other gender and you want them to do that, great. Hormone therapy, chest binders, 
mastectomies. I think that I think there's an argument to be made that maybe we should wait till they're 18. I mean, once they're an adult, you you can't you shouldn't have a say because they are if they can go fight a war, they should be able to do whatever they want. It's just that cut and dry. But we seem in this society we protect children because we are skeptical of the decisions that they make. That's why you can't have sex with a minor. That's why kids can't drink alcohol. And you could argue these things are on the more negative side than that aspect of gender affirming care. But we still guard children against decisions we don't think that they are capable of making due to their age, due to their lack of experience. But it's interesting with this thing in particular, or this pathway, we seem to accept the gravity of it as being within a child's capability that yeah kids say some crazy things sometimes but if it comes to gender and they say hey i know this then you should listen to them and in some states you have to listen to them or you don't even have a say as a parent that's where it gets a little kitty wampus what's it called i mean when it comes to parents not being able to have a say you're gonna have parents that are gonna be like they can't talk to their parents about it they can't no, but, but should your 13 year old be able to go do this thing without you as a parent having any say and then just be able to go full board down I mean, path? I feel like I would... Parents don't own their children. Yeah, also I would but really isn't have... isn't a parent's job to protect their child? What are they protecting Define them from? Protect. Yeah, well, but I'm okay. th this okay. is the This is what confuses me. And not, I don't mean this in a bad way at all. Like, I'm really just trying to understand. And I have to steel man the other side because I know people are going to be saying things like this in the comments. So I'm just trying to put it all out there to squash all that. I keep coming back to you because you are... A I mean this in a, in a really hopefully empowering way is you are a good example because you view gender as a spectrum and you have gone through a transition and now through somewhat of a detransition or through somewhat of a, tra de a transition partially initially, right? And you are back. So you are kind of this, I would imagine to people listening, you are kind of a cautionary tale in some regard and that they are worried, what if my kid starts this path does something that is they can't detransition from, say a mastectomy, their daughter gets a mastectomy and then has this epiphany, which it's possible because you had this epiphany or you had this changing of a view. That would terrify me as a parent if I thought, if, if I didn't fully believe this was the path for my child, if there was any slight doubt that maybe they would regret this decision, that would scare the shit out of me. What if my child was now sterile because they went down this path. And then they come to me at 25 and say, dad, I can't believe you let me do this. I was a kid. Why didn't you protect me? You were supposed to, you didn't let me play with fire. I got my ass chewed out for playing with matches because I was a kid and I almost let the house on fire. Imagine making a life-changing decision. That would, that would, I don't even have kids, but the thought of that would scare me. And I mm -hmm. think that is the sentiment people are coming from is that they're just worried about their kids. Yes, you have people who are homophobic and you have these outliers who maybe don't like trans people and you feel for people that are going through that with their family who don't have the support because that's a huge detriment. But for the parents that really do love their kids and are accepting of the community and would be accepting of the life if they felt like it was really for their kid, the fear of them going down this path or their child going down this path even without them or without their say and then coming to regret it would be terrifying i would feel like i failed my kid if they went through it and they it was the best decision of their life and they were like kaylin who is 
grown and feels like they are who they were supposed to be, great, great. But if they regret it and they come to you and say, what did you, you're my dad. What, you were my dad. You had one job and your job was to protect me and you failed. I would lose my shit. But the thing is, okay, hold on. I'm going to like stop your rhetoric. The thing is you keep saying protect. You you didn't, you affirming their care and allowing them, like if you're going to have an argument of like, oh, what if? Okay, what if you didn't? Do but you it's not what if. Skylar's right here. It's not what if. No, no, it's no, 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 no. I'm like, what if, if we're doing the what ifs of like, your kid came back to you when they're 25 and they're like, why'd you let me do this? There's also the other part of your kids, I don't know, 15, we'll go back a decade. Kids 15, they're like, I really want to do this. I really feel sure about this. And you're like, okay, I don't think you're old enough yet. Can you wait? And there are so many reasons as to why, like their whole life they've fucking known or whatever reason your kids and your kids fucking dead. That's like the thing that is but like that talked is, about. Is, but it's an argument that doesn't necessarily carry water. If the stats are true that post-surgery is actually the greatest time of suicide, then the argument that more kids are killing themselves out of a lack of gender affirming care is, cannot be true. You're not giving any type of like backup as to what yeah, this is from. Is it because of the affirming care of regret of know. having it? I don't know. Then you can't say but it, it carries show water to me, when it doesn't have that. But it would show me... If you said kids who come out to their families, the ones that within two to five years of coming out are killing themselves at the highest numbers, I would say, okay, that's probably related to people pushing back on them, families not supporting them, hate from outside communities. I would say that's what's attributing to that. If you're telling me that numbers are highest post-surgery, I'm thinking some of that, and I don't know what percentage it would be. Some of that has to be attributed to a realization that maybe the choice was wrong. And the question is, what do we say to them? Do we say, well, some people are going to kill themselves because they made the, right, the wrong choice, and that's okay, because there are detransitioners. So we're just going to accept that X percent, 1%, 5%, 20% are going to kill themselves. And those are just, we just have to accept that because the other 80%, 90%, whatever percent are going to live productive lives. Or do we care about that X percent that is killing themselves out of regret? You're going to have a lot more people dead if you ban trans care. But there's no stats proving that. That's there my was hesitation. a man who went up and then presented the stats of what it would happen if they did because of just before we even had trans care in comparison to before they even enabled young minors to be able to get the care that they wanted and again this is looking at like the youth that are coming and asking for mastectomies i don't know there's probably some don't get me wrong but most most like youth that i've met who are trans are very much like you know they go through the hormones they go through all this and even then there are i'm not a doctor and i do not know very much about when it comes to hormones or anything like that when it comes to that i don't think anybody thinks we're doctors on this podcast no i'm not a fucking doctor but like i don't know i would want somebody to i would like a doctor someone who does think to tell me that there are like what like how far along before there's like these repercussions that are being used as an argument as well because i'm like i know people who have like you know they transitioned for a point and then stopped for whatever reason and you know most of the time they have to continue taking hormones for like the rest of their fucking life to be able to get trans affirm, you know, to be gender affirming because they just 
transition back to whatever they originally were at. Unless you get, you know, either surgeries that can help with that. But even then, I think even after surgeries, you still have to take hormones. Like you have to, or else you just go back. So even hormones, I don't feel like are a very good argument in that regard because it's good to... I'm so sorry. sorry. I know, I'm sorry. I have to keep telling you because I know the audio is going to be. I'm just like yelling, so I don't know how loud. No, you're good. But that's what I'm saying. It's listen. Unless I have a doctor in numbers, to me, from what the numbers that I've seen, and you know, compared to the numbers that you've seen, for me, I've seen that it has done more damage and is going to do more damage than in comparison to the argument that you have that you know. It, the thing is, you're not saying, like, fuck all trans-affirming care, and I see that. You're just like, it's for the youth. But the thing is, for the youth, I'm like, if who am I to stop my kid from wanting this care when, like, like I said, it makes, to me, you're coming up, like, if I were a parent, this is how I feel. Well, coming from me and my own experience, like, how I felt my whole life, you know, we're two very different perspectives, and I but don't even know. Your, per- your perspective has shifted. Gender fluid and bi gender are like, like I said, I went from fluctuating between like one day I could be more man than the other to day I could be more female. Time. So let's now extreme. I'm just like both at the same time. You know, there's not a very, they're different. They are different. But you know, they're like cousins, if not brother and sister of this umbrella. So it's kind of like that's. Okay, facts aside, because we, I think we're all struggling with stats. I just if you I, wait, can I just get this yeah, out really fast? Go for it. If I'm out of tea. If you guys, I don't. I need to get like a little coffee maker in here. You should. If okay, stats aside, we can all recognize that there are people that detransition. Yeah, various degrees. What do you think that that would just be a necessary part of allowing people the freedom, kids included, to make this decision? Is that some people are going to get left behind so i want to jump into this because i've been thinking about some stuff that i want to say so i like that um you have alcohol first things yep yes yes help yourself Um, there's like moscow mules in the fridge why (laughs) but um the first thing i want to say is that freezer too i'm so sorry um since you're really passionate about using me as an example then i want to let you know when I started my transitioning process, my doctor let me know of everything, the risks, the rewards, what I can and can't do, everything. The amount of paperwork that I was given when I started my transition was fucking crazy. Sure, not every single doctor is going to do that. But also, if you think about it, there are a whole lot of fucking doctors out there who don't do what they're supposed to do, regardless of what kind of medical situation it is. So... In my personal opinion, I think it's really fucking weird that there aren't more people fighting for the structuring and the process of transitioning to become more in-depth and more actually worked towards to make it a better, safer, more like helpful experience for whoever goes down it. But what I'm actually seeing is that it's one or the other, which is it's either accepted or it's banned everywhere. Seeing that banned everywhere part 
immediately tells me, since there is the option for people to be like, hey, how about instead we work towards a better solution? Like, for example, if you're if you own a car and the engine goes out on it, you're not going to throw away the entire car and never buy from that car brand again, are you? People usually don't do that. But these are children, not cars. But what I'm saying is that, like, if there's an issue with something, why are, or if somebody has an issue with something, why are they jumping to the extreme right from the get-go? Well, what I think I'm some people are crazy. Is, some people, you just have to accept, some people in society, in the world, are just crazy right, one way but or another. those crazy people are the, one who, are the ones who are getting the media's attention and endangering our lives. That's what this is boiling down to. See, I think that rhetoric is just as crazy as the extremists, the endangering our lives. As long as they're not calling if for violence. If you are told that you're not allowed to live the life you want to live because you're not allowed to get the medical care that you want to have, is that going to make you want to feel like you want to continue living here in the U.S. or living at all? Yeah, because what the issue that's really been happening is it's not just like, oh, minors can't get it. Nobody can get it. And that's been a reoccurring issue like across is there's all healthcare concerning trans affirm like affirming has been banned for anybody it doesn't matter if you're a minor or you're adult doesn't matter see i've only been paying attention to the kids yeah no 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 that's that's where the thing is like when it comes to the conversation about the minors like yeah this is gonna be a very big difference of like between me and skylar feel and how you feel about it because then you have to look at okay even when the, I don't feel like there's gonna find like a common ground. Also, what? is this crown gonna give me? This is just normal crown, right? This is yeah. not gonna give me like high or nothing. I saw hemp infused. I'm no, not gonna give me. No, I'm not gonna give me just, high either. But no, like, it's just crown. Hemp okay. won't get you high either. Uh, yeah, I, but I get where you're going. Yeah. Yes, you're good. <laughs> nothing is spiked. Everything is what it's supposed to be. <sighs> crown was a good choice. I'm a big crown aficionado. This is what myself. happened the last time. I I really appreciate that we're having this discussion because. I don't think people do normally because it is so charged and people get so dicey with it. Yeah, but it's just I mean, like it's it's really obvious at this point that if these people did truly care about children, they wouldn't jump to such an incredible extreme right from the get go. But that's if that's they not a cared fair about, argument to yes, make. Yes, it is. But it's not. What about the people that do really care? And I would say are the majority of the ones pushing back that don't care about 18 and up, that are just focused on the kids. A lot, of, in my sphere at least, and a lot of the And how many of those fear, people know all of the facts about but, what's going on? But what facts... It, are you about to say what facts are there? No, I'm, I'm going to ask you, what facts do you feel like they're not aware of about kids transitioning? What do you feel like is missing that would make them more receptive to allowing their child to go through that? Because I feel like the fact, maybe not the statistics, well, I'll but use I think you the as information... An okay. Um, when we're talking about this, you're talking a lot about numbers, but I started out this whole podcast by saying everybody in the LGBTQ world is different. And that includes those statistics. But statistics are statistics for a reason or that they're not. Like if you throw out a statistic. Just because it has one point of, uh, no, but if you say like one... 50% of people die from X, it's not subjective. It's 50% of people die from X. I, mean, I don't think I've thrown out any hard facts like that, but I don't understand the what appeal I'm to varying statistics. What I'm saying is that if we're going to be talking about kids or people, trans individuals committing suicide and it being the most common after they've transitioned, 
Sure, you know that fact because they died so many years after their transition. But do they really know what all went into them committing suicide? No. The only person who knows that is the person who's currently dead. So, therefore, I don't think those numbers are really all that meaningful. But that's crazy. That's like saying, you know, 50% of people die with lung cancer. Is it attributed to smoking? Well, we don't really know. Because we have an autopsy to every one of those people. But we're just going to assume. I get where you're coming from. I just think that that discounting that as an as a metric that has no weight is a I didn't say no weight. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's not saying that there's like no weight at all to that. Like that but being we shouldn't, a, no, no, no. We it's not that put it's not that much weight on it. No, no, no. It's not that it's not a possibility, but the thing is I think within People are making definites out of things that aren't definite. Yeah, the thing is there is so many So different... why should we let kids transition if we if I mean that's I'm not saying that we should just let kids transition. I'm going to say this from just as honest as I can be, I think the United States and everywhere should focus on actually making progress in solving these issues rather than trying to just shut them down right from the get-go. Yeah, like there's the, it's the jump. Yeah, you go from one to a hundred, like you go from like, oh, let's say zero is just like free for all, transforming care, which word. But also then you have the hundred of being like, no, right? You have these two things. There's like things in between, like if you're really give like if you really care about the youth and you really care about, you know, you do want to make your kids happy, but you have these doubts. It's like, okay, add fund more money into like, you know, the counseling, the talking about the steps, you know, having steps or providing more detailed care, more detailed and like involved care, medical care into, you know, your child's life if they're in this phase, right? Like you know, talk about like I it's hard for me to really understand the other perspective when like I don't have hard numbers and I'm a hard number, weirdly enough, hard quantitative kind of person. So it's kind of like really difficult when I've seen quantitative numbers talking about why it's important to have it. But it's like if we really give a shit about, you know, our kids that hard, not like we don't give a shit about our kids that hard, but it's like, you know, there are things to put in to the medical system to, if anything, like, assist and to help them if that's really a big concern for people. Like, if, like if you know, you're saying that there's counseling and all this shit and you're saying that there's not, you know, maybe ensuring that, like, they get to talk to somebody, they get to talk about their experiences and all of this thing, and then also have post-counseling or, like, post-care as well and, like, talking about that. Because I know, fuck, I mean, with, like, abortions for example that's a big thing is talking to someone and being able to talk it out and talking about it afterwards and things like that and having that support system because if they were to be going behind their parents back and doing it you know they don't have that support system and providing more resources to them you know but should they even be allowed to do that in the first place should you be allowed to go if if you're a child should you be allowed to undergo a procedure without parental consent i mean if you're a kid and you want a nose job because you don't align with the face that you see in the mirror should you be able to go get a nose job a face is not the same as like your gender identity that's not that's not the same thing to the me. line there's not as separate as you would try to make it out to be dog they are definitely no separate. but people that transition they grow facial hair and the reason they grow facial hair is because they want to present more masculine they want to present how they would view themselves because it affirms their gender identity yeah so what if not just you having f- a slimmer nose affirms 
say you're a woman and it affirms your femininity and to you that affirms your gender. And so I, I don't think the disconnect is quite as vast, right? Because if we're talking about presentation and your belief in the presentation to affirm your gender, then having a nose job, especially, okay, say you transition from female to male and you wanted a nose job to look more masculine, people would say that's affirming care, wouldn't you? I mean, if it was affirming care and that was a common thing with affirming care, yeah, I probably So should we would. allow a child just to get a nose job? If that was affirming to them, then... I mean, that's like, again, when it comes to surgery, that's what I'm saying. You should provide more resources to them that'd be like, there's more content to their transitioning and more support. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of like, if that's affirming to them, to me, that's, if it's affirming to them and their gender identity, then that's affirming to them and their gender identity. And it's like, for me, if I were a parent, I'd be like, well, am I to stop them from that? Because again, if my kid got a nose, okay, if my kid gets a nose job, I'm like, okay. It's a fucking nose job, dog. It's but then I have to go back, and maybe I, I'm lost in the sauce, so feel free to say, hey, Nick, you're getting lost. Why should kids be allowed to do this one thing that can have detriments and not do something like drink alcohol or take a Zen or do this other thing that we say, no, they shouldn't be allowed to do that because they're kids, but they can do this other thing even though they're kids. Gender affirming care is like quality of life. Like that's who that like who you you can't like they can't if, stop them from who they are. I mean But we don't know that at the time, right? So you they you, might. you could yes, but they might later decide it was the wrong decision. So then at that time did they really know or were did they think that they know? And again, we're a lot of people know since, we're getting, since they, we're getting back into the medical thing, I also want to say Medical science and medical engineering and the progression of medical science is multiplying by how quickly they progress each and every day. Like science moves so much faster now than it did 50 years ago. So saying like saying like, oh, these are going to have irreversible effects. We don't know what the medical world is going to be like five, 10 years from now. Those long-term effects may be curable by then. But the, oh, that's risky. Like, that's a risky going, thought process to take, If we're going though. to keep saying ifs, then we got to listen to all the ifs. But it's not if. It's, it does have detrimental effects right now, today. Like, if you get bottom surgery, so a guy going to a girl, I believe... You, I shouldn't have opened that can of worms because I'm not as well-versed in that. But you have to, you have to like, cut open... Your, your vaginal canal, I'm not sure what that would be post-transition, but because it will close. And I might be shooting it a miss here. I know that you have to continually... They're problems. talking about the surgery specifically, I don't think would be a great idea for any three of us right now because yeah. none of us have had that. Mm -mm. Okay, um, well, regardless, there are detrimental effects that are provable on paper today. And so I for think for every to, single surgery there is out there. But yes, and no matter if it's gender affirming or but not. But to assume that oh maybe in the future we can correct for that so we should just let people experience the I didn't say that. No, but you're saying maybe do it because in 10 years we'll have it fixed. No, what I'm saying is maybe we should look into restructuring how things are now and then 
if things do progress in the future, then we'll have more resources. So wouldn't but it be good to we're pause? only going to see if we have those resources if we continue to move forward towards wanting to have those resources. Yeah, but, but we right now, pause. all of those legal, and all of then... the legal things that are coming out do not talk about the uh, restructuring of these like medical systems and like wanting to make them better for these people. Um, it's warm in here, right? It's hot yeah. as fuck. I, we, I, but, I, let me say this again. I agree that 18 and up, do whatever you want. I get, I think that that keeps, it, it keeps getting folded into our conversation. That, it, I, I don't have an issue, period. But, just specifically with minors is yeah, what you're asking I, about. I think that when people are arguing against these things and this care, I think their strongest argument lies in children. I think once you're 18, it's your body, like, do it. Nobody should have a say on what you do. Yeah. But when you're a child, I don't get the distinction, and I keep coming back to this, I don't get the distinction between kids are kids and we have to protect them, and they make dumb choices, versus in this one regard, kids have, a, have an incredible grasp and understanding of something that even adults don't have a full grasp on. That, that is like my area that I don't fully understand. I don't get how people make the jump from we got to protect kids, but in this area, kids are adults. But then back over here, kids are kids, and we can't let kids eat sugar twenty four seven because then we become diabetics. But like, I am I getting like does that not jive with you guys that connection, or you don't see I weight? Th there? I think the this difference is though is that when referencing like drug use, diabetes, any of those other things are so much more impersonal than gender-related gender. things. Yeah. Like, that literally has to do with the person's life for the rest of their life nine times out of ten. Because, yeah, like you said, there are people who detransition, there are people who commit suicide, all of that. But just like any other situation, there's tons more people who are on the other side of that coin but what do we, do we just say screw those people or in do we weird, have to say screw those people like thing, what does that well, what no, does that no, mean no, it's like in another way i mean you keep saying like going back to you know you transition but then you go back no i feel i mean there's like transitioning and we call it detransitioning but you're just transitioning back you know again back you're just transitioning from blah 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 back to blah 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 right if anything if it really was that big of a problem there again resources surge your medical science and how much it develops if it's really that big of a deal fun more things that even more trans resources to being able to oh you've transitioned from female to male now you've just you know now if you're you've concerned decided, about these but, problems find ways to fix them don't just shut them down immediately what if yeah. one of the solutions is don't let kids transition till they're 18 but if they feel like they are aligned with that path start them at counseling say from 13 or whatever age they come out and let them have counseling for four, five, six years till they hit 18. And then you'd have a great body of evidence that would either refute or affirm that path for them. That's literally what I said earlier. I mean, yeah, but no gender affirming, research. no care other than counseling. Counseling is gender affirming care. Okay. Yeah. No, no affirming care that Anything has the that potential has for negatives. Counseling well, has no, there's no negative. Not thing. true. There's some counseling that definitely has Okay, negatives. if you have a good counselor. I mean, no, no things that alter you. 
So like the chest binder, the chest binder, the hormones, any surgeries, hold off on that. Till Last 18. time I checked, you could take a chest binder off. Yeah, but you can have detrimental effects from that. So it's like that. If then it starts in- hurting you, you can take it off. Also, there's like rules to wearing a chest binder that are that we are educated about as being like at least for me being. And if you're not, yeah, but chest binders, period, are not good for you. Like nobody should wear a chest binder. Like there's a reason that and nobody nobody wears corsets. Yeah, Uh, yeah, but there's a difference between your foot getting fucked up and your organs getting fucked up and your rib cage being old. Like there's. There are varying degrees. I didn't need are to they? see the how frequently I mean, someone's last time ribs I checked, and organs I walk are getting on my feet fucked more up. than I walk on my there, chest. But okay. And again, there's like, like I said, there's. But wait, we're getting or, lo- we're getting we're diverging again. If what? Why not just do? Why not eliminate the points of contention for people that comes with aspects of affirming care and just do something that would only be beneficial for the child, like counseling. Well, then you're looking at the lack of benefits for a child that are like, want to wear a binder or want to do, for example, if you were to make the argument like, oh, let's do not, you think a binder is permanent. For me, I'm taught when it comes to a binder, you know, you can only wear it for a certain amount of time because there can be effect, like effect the long lasting effects if you are not using it appropriately because there are but is things. there any appropriate use? Yes. For the, but yes, Nick. There are appropriate uses for, as in what I mean, there are rules that come with wearing a binder, so you don't hurt. You know, the, the, so you don't get these issues, or you don't. You're only supposed to wear it for a certain amount of time because it can. You know, it's not. Yeah, but it's doing harm the whole time. It's just it becomes exponentially more detrimental after. It's not like it's just benign, like wearing a shoe. And then, oh, suddenly there's it turns also like into different levels of binders. Also, that's a whole different thing. I mean, not all I don't, binders. Now we're are, getting out of my, my yeah. Realm. There's different but, things with binders. It's not just like you're fucking like is, the whole time. There's different types if of there binders. Is something that causes harm? Why not just hold off? Like, why not just do counseling? If that maybe that's not the best example, but, but why then, wouldn't why couldn't we just do counseling for children? But then if I have like a female at birth kid and they're like mom they come up to me like how you make example like, they come up to me like mom you know i and i'm like i am a male i'm a man i want to wear a binder to school i don't want to have you know bazongas like fuck if i have kids they're gonna have bazongas this is how it's gonna go you know genetics are shit and they want to be able to go about they want to be able to go to school looking how like looking male presenting they don't want to like the the thing that is like in question is like first of all i didn't grow up with the trans experience which is going to make it really hard for any at least for me to be able to argue what it is like to grow up with the trans experience and not being able to have that and but from what i've heard from some of the youth that i've worked with Actually, maybe not here because the youth here, they have accessibility and there is a couple that their families are not. Jogging with it. Mm-mm. And some of them like don't know. But it's like, I can't imagine being in that position, going through all already the recklessness of being young and going through what you go through when you're in high school, middle school, and to add the fact that you look you look at yourself in the mirror and you just you don't want these you don't want to look 
the way. But isn't that most people when they're at that age? No, when honey, you're it's going not through high school, like nobody's in, nobody's comfortable in their bodies. Everybody feels you've got hormones. I mean, isn't there some varying degree of just you hating life? No, nah, I mean you can hate life when you're young, but it is not the same type of hate when you're like a trans youth. It from what it is described and the things that I've read, it's like it's. I don't want to put someone through that. I f if I can prevent that. Do you guys buy into any of the argument that it's that to some degree there is a social contagion aspect of clusters of kids going down this path for not necessarily the wrong reasons, but without a real understanding of the choices that they're making? Do you guys subscribe to that at all? Or do I mean, if they're is, appropriately educated. If they're getting medical care in regards to that and they're not understanding the full process, that is not the fault of the kid nor the parent. That is the fault of the doctor. Once again, going back to needing restructuring and bigger, better solutions so to these, like, we can to these things going on, like. It's already 730. We can. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, shit. No we but, <laughs> like, oh, this happened last oh, time. It, I know. It's, it's just like. Well, I like talking I, to you guys. You guys are passionate about that. And I don't know. I am over here just, I got to play really devil's advocate. I got to. The end all be all of this situation that will make everyone happy and will keep things moving in the right direction that they need to move for humanity's sake is if we target our focus into finding ways where we can still keep things safe for kids in the way that you're saying but also still give them the things that they need mm -hmm. like they're I'm but that's sure a that contradiction because what they want and what is safe for them it from our varying perspectives if you take that as a pro and con there's no it i don't know is there a middle ground in I that i think that there might everything that we know about the situation is the stuff that we know about the situation currently like what we, does that mean? Like, we don't know what else, like, like, we don't know what the long term effects of having, like, better care for these kids is going to be. But would you rather, like, try to provide for your kids even, like, at all? But we don't or know would what you the rather long term just effects shut of them letting down them completely do from what they want. But we don't know what happens 50 years from now with all of these kids that, who have transitioned. Like, what if. I mean, it it almost feels like we are we are playing with fire and we don't fully understand how to use it, and well, we're doing I mean, it if with you, kids. If you look at it, if you look at it, these I don't mean fire is a bad way. I these, think fire these, is like a tool. These like numbers and statistics are like just really interesting to me because. Like, sure, there's going to be people who kill themselves. Sure, there's going to be. Sure, there's going to be people who, like, all of those, like, situations that you brought up, sure, there are going to be those people. But, once again, why are we making such definite decisions for everyone when it only affects a few people? So, therefore, when it only affects a few people who are having those issues, maybe we should restructure the medical system in regards to trans care and figure out, like, try to actively figure out ways and put the money that they're putting into pushing these agendas into that. So that way, everybody gets what they want. 
the parents get care for their children that they deem accept, uh, accept, acceptable. There's a much more in-depth process in order to get said care. Uh, there's more, like, I hate to say this word because it makes it seem, like, legal, but, like, more regulations on how this care is, t- like, done. You know what I mean? Like, there are correct ways about going about this. And from my personal experience, and I'm sure from many per- people's personal experience, doctors don't always know what they're fucking doing. Sure, oh. they went to school for so long, but doctors fuck up all the time. And so when you talk about those statistics of like these health issues and things like that coming up for these people, who knew if they actually knew about these health issues? Like their doctor could have not like disclosed these things to them. Like we really do not know if these issues truly stem from the decisions that these trans people are making or if these doctors are not educating these people correctly. Well, you could argue it's both, but it's definitely from the actions that they're taking because that's what's causing this. So if you, along that along that path, if you have a parent who deems that affirming care is not acceptable, that they don't want their child to do that and would maybe reassess or something at 18, should that be respected or should the child be able to proceed without parental consent? Well, that's what I'm saying is that there should be more restructuring and planning into that. Yeah, but in see... your plan, would that where would that situation fall? That the child has to wait because their parent doesn't want it, or that they if can their have... parent doesn't want it, that's. Let me think about that for a sec. Oh, it's kind of weird. It's like if you're really gonna put, if can you pull if the why I'm coming, I'm I'm lifting. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> anyways, we we'll just like, end it right there. And what's it called? I mean, if you're gonna, if the worry is about the effects after the transitioning, it's like just, you know. Part of the trans experience for some people is the detransitioning. You know, they don't identify that. Maybe they identify as like something else. Like, oh, you know, I thought it was female to male, but I think I'm non binary and I want to stop where I'm at and maybe detransition a bit. It's like provide, you can provide, you know, other methods and alternatives to help. The thing is, what's shitty about that is even if we did, okay, what's shitty is I would love to say let's provide care that would help someone, you know, detransition or transition in a different direction in their gender identity but if that were to be a thing then i am very afraid of the transphobia in this country and that it would be taken and then forced upon people also which is a big concern of mine because some of the decisions like we're talking about minors right now but a lot of the decisions outside of everything i know we keep folding back in the outside of the minors but a lot of decisions are made out of transphobia, not out of concern. Like you may be coming from a, a broad, place. That's a broad generalization, mm, though. That gets you a may be coming separated. from a place of concern as a parent, but some people's places not in that. Some set. absolutely. Some people might have just hate for that group, but do we really know where one Again, group? Again, we have yeah. been talking maybe they, statistics. We're, so, we're, this, we're going maybe broad generalities. That, but from what if they I've weren't seen, transphobic or wanting to like really push this agenda of wanting to get rid of LGBTQ culture in the United States, then they would be doing exactly what I'm saying. They would be trying to find ways to make it work for everyone. Well, you could say if they, well, that gets dicey. You could say that if people weren't homophobic, a lot of this trans care wouldn't exist because most, most of the 
young men who transitioned to female, if you left them alone, would actually grow up just to be gay men. Well, I don't know that about that. I don't that know about a, that. But... That, is a, that is a Nick fact. I want to say it's like 70 to 80% that would, if you did leave them alone. Boys, I don't know about girls. The girls seems to be a whole other issue because that's only started to gain prominence fairly recently within the past decade or two. Traditionally, it has been men who have been transgender. And it, if you were to leave them alone, they would grow up just to be gay men. So you could, you could make the argument that it's what more mean, homophobic. Leave them alone? Not, not transition them. Just let them exist and go through whatever phase they need to go through. They would just be gay men. That would be their Okay, I'm still confused point. what you mean. Can you... Okay, so what do you mean leave them alone? Like not provide them? Don't, don't give them homework therapy. Don't give them any surgeries just let them exist they would be gay men there are trans men who are attracted to women that's not what i'm saying I, what because you're saying uh if a woman who wanted to transition to a man no i'm saying if you have men who want to transition to women so which women is historically no men well, okay women okay there we go if you women. let them just be men and just held off intervention they would be gay men so you're saying women who we don't let transition into women that's what you're saying let me the okay. women we don't let if transition into being it, women they would, would continue are they gay men or are they still women that we just haven't let transition because okay, that's well, kind of what it well, sounds that gets like am i a woman who's a lesbian you mean is there are you saying is there trans women okay you're saying trans women I'm saying if that you we have, haven't let transition. If you have somebody that is born as a male, yes, and sex you leave is them alone, yes, you just let them exist in society. Okay, we're not leaving them alone. We're cutting them off from resources. Okay. <laughs> if there were no such thing as okay, if you just didn't intervene in their life, who are they? They would be gay men. <laughs> they would just be gay men. Let's look back at history then and look at You're all so of the sweaty. pictures. I know it's so hot. We can wrap this. I don't, I don't know if we're about make... like previous like pe like people in history who were trans. They did they exist. Did, they didn't have that kind of medical care back then, but they were still existing as trans individuals, you know. But now that we have that access to that care, I think we should really work on making it accessible to everyone but also regulating it making sure that things are done appropriately do you mind if i ask was did you when you were going through this process was your doctor local yes i would like to maybe reach out to them somehow to get like an expert in here to talk about some of this well I'm... that would be great if i remembered what that doctor's name was um and also and also i, I know it's warm. we can wrap this i don't know if they'd be down to do that anyways but okay well guys Gals, everything in between who's listening, this has been, I appreciate talking with you guys. Sorry the room's so hot. We're still working on our AC setup. Um, so even an AC setup this, Well, in I have here, like honey? a little vent that is a work in progress, but uh, it's a little toasty in here so we can wrap this. I appreciate you guys for coming on. I always enjoy sitting down with you guys. So Yeah, you had his bolt this time. I know. Look at me. It's fun. I know the conversation got a little, it's a touchy topic and it's a hard topic and I think that's good. I mean, that's what I appreciate about YouTube is that we can have this discussion and then walk away from it as well. Like, anybody's crazy. Like, what the fuck does I that get even mean? I don't know, but like, some people, you bring up a difficult conversation and they just shut down or they 
like you can't talk to them about difficult conversations. I don't know if you guys have any of those people. I know people like that in my life. I think we're very just, just heavy advocates. So any opportunity to be able to advocate on well, you guys are open. You guys aren't like you're fine to talk about things. We're just very heavy advocators from you know being in the queer community, LGBTQIA community. I think I don't know if Gallery can second that or not, but yeah, yeah. I mean, like <laughs> to be completely honest. I really fucking hate getting political. I, before all of this shit started happening, I rarely, if ever, talked about anything political, um, especially in relation to, like, my drag and stuff, just because, like, I'm not a super political person. I hate politics. I hate everything that has to do with it. Every single form of it is corrupted in some way or another. Um, And so... Now that it's gotten to the point where it's, of course, like so deeply affecting me, I have to kind of like stand up and speak about it, um, which I don't mind doing at all. And I want to do that because, you know, I still want to be able to do what I want to do. But also, like, if you just look at everything without looking at the numbers, without looking at statistics, without anything of that, crime towards LGBTQ people is on the rise. And so are anti-LGBTQ bills. It would be kind of foolish to say that those two aren't correlated. Because this has now gotten to the point, and this is an official thing, where there have been so many anti-LGBTQ bills that have been introduced in the United States that members of the LGBTQ community can flee the country and seek, uh, can seek refuge. refuge in another country because of it. I would have to... I'm not... You can read. I would have to look it up because it it actually is. is My point of contention would be: Are these bills anti-LGBTQ? Yes. Or are they pro-parents? No, honey, we're not talking about. We're not talking about. So I can't speak on this because I don't know. So I I can neither confirm or deny what you just said. No, that's what we're saying though. Is it's just like I mean, this is like one nugget of a whole thing that has been a is becoming a massive like issue and the thing is it's like i speak on the behalf of like the like the youth that i have worked with and everything else and like i've seen harm that can be done when things aren't accessible when families don't accept when and you know people look at me like family because i do accept them and i'm there to support them to the best of my ability that i can and it's i just i can't be okay and the thing is trans lives and people who are trans it shouldn't be political i don't feel like medical care for trans people should be political personally and that will always be my thing and that's where we may differ you know we don't agree but it's not someone's life and how they live their life like that which is their quality of life and their identity like who they are isn't politics to me it's someone's entire ass fucking life so, and like I said, we may not agree, and it's not that I'm not seeing where you're at, we just don't agree. And again, it sucks, because we don't have the numbers, and I feel like you're wrong, and I care. I feel like you're wrong, and I'm just going to say that. But, you know, until we get, if I got, one, you know, maybe a, maybe in a year, we'll come back, and I'll have, like, a full spreadsheet of statistics, and we can hash it out then. But, I mean, for until then, I will continue to advocate for the youth that I have worked with, the youth that are, you know, they identify as trans and want to go down whatever processes that they want to go down. If it turned out that I was not wrong, would that cause concern for you? We'll or would see you be... when we get there. If we get there. If. So, 
But to summarize, there's a lot to summarize. That was a <laughs> to, fucking to, journey. We did two to, hours worth of worth to of summarize, summary. Um, there's a lot. Kids matter. Kids are important. Kids are the future. We want to protect them at all costs, and I agree with that. Also, we should be trying to provide for our kids in the best of our abilities. And if they want to transition, I don't know why people are so quick to immediately like shut it down. You know, like like I said, if there wasn't it, if there wasn't such an attack on LGBTQ people right now, they would absolutely not be going down the route that they are right now. They would. But be I think trying that's to... why we are where we are is because we have gone. We've the pendulum has swung so far to one side that now the pushback is so extreme. And yeah, then but it doesn't back, have to yeah. be that way. So what I'm saying is that as long as we try to like really fight for rather than banning all these things for kids or for whoever ra like rather we put that effort into education and moving forward with how these things could be because you know like when cigarettes came out they thought that that was the best thing for you and then years and years later they discovered that it's actually the worst thing you know science changes well they That's knew they just pushed it because well, they're greedy cigarette fucks. countries paid yeah. a well, lot of money yeah they in knew. that case they didn't tell us though so how are we supposed to know what if that's with trans care right now what or if, if you're looking at us? it they don't want to do trans care well it could be either side of that too you know but shit um, is crazy guys that's the, that's to summarize the world is crazy and to we're just put it here fucking doing simply mind your business just live your Lord. life Lord. <laughs> Amen. Okay, I think we can end on that. Do you guys want to plug anything? I don't know if you guys ever plug. Follow me on Instagram, ultra.pain. Um, yeah. And then we also have a show coming up. Tell us about that, Felix. No, not with this man's demographic. Oh, <laughs> what? Shit. Okay, never Whoa, mind. What is that? My, listen, I have a very okay, broad listen, audience. I've seen. Oh, really? Yeah, I've had, I've had Kaylin Rivera on. I've had local politicians on. I didn't mean to just name drop Kaylin. But that, because in reference to what we're talking about, I've had a wide berth. I think my audience is pretty receptive to. I've just seen the re reaction to my past video, so for me, I'm like, "Ooh, this a may not jaded. be the demo." That was yeah, I was a little very jaded. Blew up a little bit. That was a lot of fat phobia in one video for me. You can't read the comments. That's what I tell everybody. Yeah, Don't yeah. read the comments. No, I looked and I was like, "Damn shit!" I know I'm a fat bitch, but like, <laughs> fuck. But also, I was as like, a creator who has these people on their podcasts and things like that. If you're going to have them on there, you should f support them to the fullest and not enable those things to be on there. Yeah. I can't censor. I can't. You can that's, delete them. No, that's part of censoring. They shit on me, too. I get shit on all the time, and I leave that up. And it's because... You get shit on? Yeah, but I just For don't read what? the comments. I don't know. I don't read the comments. Oh. Which, Valid. that's the moral of the story. You have to let free speech exist, but your choice to consume that is, is yeah. yours. Don't consume the negativity. They're but not also, real. Nobody's coming up to me in you, real life. If you own the social media account, it is yours and therefore a private entity. So therefore, you can decide what you want to do for it. So therefore, free speech does not fall under that. For me, it does. That's oh, a, okay. that's well, a, that's that's a you, different then. Yeah. opinion. Then. My, I'm free speech till I die. I gotta, I gotta leave it. If I start censoring, then where do I draw the line? Oh, I would okay. be deleting everything. So I gotta... Me personally, we're definitely not going to agree with this, and we would be talking yeah, about it this for like another hour. Yeah. This but will be our part two. We'll get it. We'll get you both back in here. We'll do a part two on censorship. Yeah, what's it called? But um, O Flex, O the letter O Flex underscore Felix. You can follow me on there on Instagram. Yeah, I don't do sex work anymore. 
because that just had to clarify. <laughs> yeah, I don't do sex anymore. It just takes up way too much fucking time, dude. Only fans. And I hate wow, kids. and they hate kids. I support my like the drag nieces and nephews I got. <laughs> so you can follow there me you on Instagram. So to all the gays out there, we see you. Also, I want to say this on a really light note, like. The world's fucking dark right now, you guys. Smile, laugh, be happy, do something that makes someone feel good. If it's not yourself, then make someone else feel good because the littlest thing can like completely change someone's life. Yeah. I've experienced that myself. And I've just started walking down that route of trying to be a positive, happier, more optimistic person. And I highly recommend it to everybody because I feel like everybody would be so much happier if they were happier. You know what I mean? Be nice. Yeah. Like that is the key to happiness. Just be nice. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yeah. We're out.